Well, the clock struck 11, but 11.57's when it struck me that I just couldn't stay. So I jumped on my scooter, headed home to my computer, where that damn work firewall couldn't get in the way. But moonlight breaks up the course of the day. And this day would probably break with no nooner there to break me away. Runners like a bandit on the gravestone of the USA. Oh, good morning, everybody. Are. Yeah. Are we, hello, hello. Hello. Is, is this test check? Check one. Check hello. check one. Hello. I want to uh, thank uh, the boss for coming in and recording that after uh, his performance at the in Philadelphia yesterday. Didn't he win the Peace Prize? Um, no, that would be Bob Dylan, you fucking child. What's the difference between Bruce Springsteen <laughs> There's no and Bob difference. Dylan. One's from Minnesota, the other's from New Jersey. New Jersey. One's Jewish, one sounds like he's Jewish. Uh, Brings Springsteen. No. Does he sound like he's Jewish? Well, the, the name, the last name. Ah, Jersey's so crowded. Uh, if you haven't voted... Oh, well, <laughs> by the way, welcome to... Um, <laughs> Spot on, I voted. Spot on boss, by the way. Um, <laughs> Ever-expanding repertoire I'm of Cassandra Cardenas. Crushing it. Yes. Everybody so, tweet at Lauren Michaels. Yes, it's happening. Your audition is happening. He's, he's going to come into here because it's an open-door policy here, and he's going to come attend one of the shows here, and uh, that would be the Nooner podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. You can find us on Tuesdays morning. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Nooner podcast. What's going at gmail.com, Nooner Podcast on the Twitter. Nooner, yeah, okay. okay. And rewind. And uh, uh, noonerpodcast.tumblr.com, which is which Tyson and Darren maintain. If you are listening and you haven't, don't have on an I voted sticker, put it, put it on. We'll wait. And if you don't have one, go get one. There's only one way that you get one, and that it's is. To go vote, y'all. Yep. Uh, if you did, if you were at the uh, Echo Park. Yeah. Uh, precinct, you would have seen Cassandra in a bright white dress. Wearing white to vote. Because uh, as Quare likes to say, everybody over 18 has the white to vote. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Put oh, jokes for- in my mouth. I forgot that you are a felon and you don't have the right to I vote. I was not uh, a well... Con- d- an ex-felon. Outside of the fact that I am only... Eight years old. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but if you were, I believe. <laughs> we'll see if you get the right to vote when you're in, when ten years down the line. Probably not. But I did vote for the proposition in California, which means that the judge has to cho- has to decide if um, uh, juveniles should be tried as such, or if they should be tried as adults rather than before when it was the prosecution who would decide that, because they was just trying to put people in jail. Oh, uh, apparently we... Um, Just to educate everybody a little bit on one of the propositions. Couldn't tell you which number. There was 24 of them for Los Angeles County. 18 statewide, 6 Los Angeles County. Um, which, what did you vote? We have a pot referendum on. Did you vote yes for the pot? I wasn't going to... But then I did more research. I wasn't going to because I was. I did some research that made me think that I did not want to vote for that. But then yesterday, when I really sat down, I'm sorry, I, I didn't vote. <laughs> uh, 
I, Claire did sit with me and then, <laughs> but I'm not gonna let her speak for me. Um, I was doing research yesterday and after upon, upon research, I changed my mind and I did decide to vote to legalize marijuana in California. I got in a, a bit of an argument. I was surprised that uh, my sister voted for against it and and she said that she didn't think we needed another drug. That might be fine, but I feel like it's not, I think that's a personal choice and that's a, as a parent, she should make sh that clear to her, her children. But I feel like uh, it's not up to the government to do that and incarcerate uh, young men all over and have their lives ruined just because they have uh, some pot in their pocket. Um, I mean, and that's one of the things I liked about it was that it, it was shortening the sentence time for right. that. So I mean, it would eliminate it, you know, because it's legal, but, like, there was another one. The oh, there's a pr prison one. There was another yeah. prison one. And the death penalty was on there. That was, that was, a, that was a doozy. But the, you know, they've shown that in Colorado that pot dispensaries have not been, um, there hasn't, they haven't been, by and large, selling to children. So that's a good thing, uh, people under 21. And so that hasn't been a problem. Um, the it's brought in a shitload of money, uh -huh. and it's helped uh, reduce crime because you don't have people smuggling in pot from Mexico. And that might still be happening, but seventy-five percent of the pot there has to be grown in Colorado, which is a great job creator. Well, they don't. And who gets pot from Mexico? It's better here. <laughs> well, yeah, but that that's where a lot of pot is coming from, uh, sadly. Mm. Uh, but there's another one that uh, Bernie came out to California for. That's his Prop 61. Where 61. You I saw his photos everywhere. I didn't know how to vote on that one until uh, I was told that Bernie said yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, what that is, is um, um, it basically changes the drug pricing rates for, um, uh, for I think, Medicare. Jeez, uh, I think I should look this up. But it that right now there's um, there's pricing for drugs that veterans pay and they basically it they set the price of how they'll, they'll pay for drugs though so they'll tell the farm uh, pharmaceutical company that will pay will reimburse you X amount for this drug so it's it's basically drug pricing right 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 oh and and because um, the state wants to get the same prices that the VA gets Exactly. And so then the th pharmaceutical companies are like, if you do this, we're just going to raise the price on the VA. And um, then, but like, it's kind of like the whole Tina Fey uh, thing from 30 Rock, where you have to go into the crevasse in order to make the problem, in order to fix the problem, you have to get deeper in it for like a second. Exactly. So and like, and if they do raise the price on the VA, then everyone's going to be like, bro, you guys are fucking dicks. Right. And it's going to, well, this law could inspire other states to vote the same right. way. Right. And, th and this is one of the reasons that why um, healthcare is so expensive in the U.S. And I mentioned it before because we, other countries, they have drug pricing that where the government, you know, it, government run healthcare, they set the prices for, for uh, reimbursement. And, so, you know, they have a committee and they, they negotiate with the drug companies and they say, okay, you know, we're only going to pay you for an artificial hip uh, $10,000 or, or whatever it is, $3,000. And so the drug company is like, okay, well, we'll take that $3,000. And mm, obviously thank you they're not. Yeah, and thank you very much. They're not going to take it if it's not um, uh, there for profit. So 
like, you know, it basically, you know, if we, we see one of the reasons is we have drug advertising. So we'll, see, we'll say, oh, there is Cymbalta. I don't even know what Cymbalta is, but it, and I, you see an advertisement for it and you say, oh, I have that. Cymbalta, I have those problems. Yeah. And I want to look like that very happy person there. So you go to your, and then it says, ask your doctor. And you say, doctor, I want Cymbalta. And then doctor goes, oh, I'm back on Zimbalta's paychecks or payrolls. Right. Well, okay. and not even that. They'll they they want to serve their their patient. And right. it, and Zimbalta is like, oh, that's like three times more than the generic a generic version of the drug. And but your the doctor doesn't care, and so the insurance company pays it out. And when they do that, then insurance premiums go up. Um, it, when in fact the the drug that was one third the price would be just as effective, I mean this is all just a hypothetical. I'm sure Cymbalta is great. Um, yeah, I don't know why you're dragging Cymbalta's <laughs> fine name through the mud right now. This episode brought to you by Cymbalta. What is it? Smodcast.com/sir. Uh, sure. Uh, side effects might include dry mouth and erectile dysfunction. The uh, so what we what was uh, the problem is like. If we have like drug pricing here, uh, well, when they say that it will it will hurt innovation, so if drug if drug companies aren't allowed to make a profit, then there's no incentive for the, them to innovate. Uh, some countries are doing what's called drug reference pricing. So what this means is they they'll take a, a whole group of drugs um, and they'll call th like say they have like analgesics. So they'll have uh, so if you have headaches, then they'll have aspirin and ibuprofen and um, acetaminophen all in that same class of drugs. Mm -hmm. And then the drug company will say, we'll reimburse, or the, the government will say, we'll reimburse you at the lowest cost of that, for that class of drugs. And if you want to get paid more, you have to demonstrate that uh, you, your drug is significantly different and better than another drug. So another analgesic. How do you know all this? Well, because I researched it. Okay. Yeah. And so then uh, th so then I come up with, uh, uh, you know, a great painkiller. And I say, okay, uh, this is not in the aspirin category. This is should be in a new category, and I want to charge this amount of money. And so th at that point, the doctor, the, the uh, government says, okay, wow, you've demonstrated that this is a really much more effective than aspirin. Mm -hmm. um, we'll... we'll pay the extra m amount for it because it's, it's a better drug. Right now, what, what drug companies do is because they have patents on these drugs. Uh, so Everything is different? Well, yeah, but then after a certain amount of time, the patent expires, and then any drug company can make a generic version of that drug. And so say I make, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the, the uh, boner pill? Viagra. Viagra. Yeah, so then after a certain amount of Cialis. time... Viagra is uh, is off the is now open for other competitors to come and make the same thing, and so I spent all that money innovating and making Viagra making this great right. pill. And so then what I do is then I oh I'm going to tweak the formulation slightly so that it's a it's a new unique drug, and um, but it basically works the same as Viagra, but it's not Viagra. I get a new patent on it, and then I market the hell out of it and call it Viagra, and yeah. then or Viagra X, you know. And I say, oh, it's better than Viagra because it's new, 
And then everybody goes to their doctor and says, I need my boner pills, but I want this new I Viagra need that X. Viagra X, yo. Yeah. And then, then the, rein the uh, reimbursements are like three times as much as generic Viagra. So what drug reference pricing is saying is that, okay, you know what? We, boner pills are just paying, we pay a nickel a pill. You need to have like prove that you are doing like boner and like, you know, major ejaculate, whatever, like a boner X, like a five hour, a, a 10 hour boner or whatever it is. A, a diamond. Are you trying to sell me <laughs> I want X? Because now you're, con now I'm just getting confused and you're blasting me with information. Well, you, basically it's saying that you need, if you want true innovation, uh -huh. you have to prove that your drug Pills is kick-ass and, and your boners, you know, it, it, it gives you, adds Insert another chances. Oxycontin. All of the good things about opiates without the addiction, as they said. And then now you have people addicted to black tart heroin. Yeah. Uh, I just so listened to Mark Maron's episode with the guy who wrote a book about black tart heroin. That's why I know about that. Oh, opiates. So yeah, and that's a huge problem. Um, Obama's talked about that as well. Uh, so basically, we, we need to be in a place where we're prescribing drugs that work, not just drugs that are expensive and fancy and a little different. And are so we need to stop advertising drugs, be like other countries where they don't allow drug advertising, uh -huh. and then also uh, figure out a, a better way to... And reference pricing seems like a really, really smart way to uh, reimburse. And insurance companies could do that too, and they would save money, and then they'd keep their premiums down. So... Um, but it's going to be really hard, and it certainly is not going to happen under a Trump presidency. So everybody... Uh, I don't know much. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about what's going to happen under a Trump presidency? Uh, let's, be, let's get ready. Okay. Okay. Let's, you know? let's do this. It's still early in the day, and if you've listen, you're listening to this on the pod, and you're like, you don't know how bad it actually is. Oh, me! This isn't funny! <laughs> <laughs> You guys thought you were so smug and... Oh, shit. There's going to be people... If you're not listening right now, by the time you listen, you know how it ended. Yeah. Can... I don't want to regret this because if it doesn't go the way I want it to, then it's just going to be reminded to me. But if you're listening on the pod, can you just go ahead and tweet me <laughs> and tell me... <laughs> uh, tweet me a number one for Hillary number one. She won or treat me, tweet me a number two and then whatever emoji you're feeling if Trump won. Thank you. That's my call to action this week. I will wait for you. I'm sure that you're tweeting it right now. My God, I hope this tweet is quick and it's just a one. <laughs> if it's a two and you're trying to find the right emoji right now, I'm so sorry. Um, my gosh. Okay, so let's say that Trump just won. Trump won tonight. Okay, okay. All right, so. Uh, first 24 hours in office. I'm wasted. Okay. Sorry, his office or in tw first 24 hours for me? Because. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I'm buying a bottle of champagne tonight and I want it. Here, I'll, just, I'll give you one. I have extra here. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm taking one of your bottles of champagne tonight and I'm going to either pop it for that first woman president or I'm going to pop it for the beginning of the apocalypse. Um, I'm being dramatic. First 24 hours in office. This is January what? Mm, uh, January 20th. 20th, like that. yeah. He, he appoints David Duke 
in his cabinet. He's not such a bad guy. Once you get to know him, he will be the greatest. I didn't even know greatest. who he was. I thought he was a really nice guy. Uh, he will be the, what, what is he going to appoint him as? Cabinet. Uh, he's that's going what, to be no, that's the what Donald Trump's going to do. cabinet ever. I swear, I know what cabinet position he'll do, but I'm saying that, I don't know. But Donald Trump's going to be like, okay, cabinet. Let's I get this cabinet. Repeal, I am repealing every Obama executive order. What, okay, what if this happens? What if fucking switcheroo, pull the carpet out from under America, Donald Trump goes, when he's getting inaugurated, and goes, now I have to say n- never mind, and then they inaugurate Mike, Mike Pence. Um, well, I, I think that what he plans to do is have... Mike Pence do everything? Um, yeah. And just be the face? Be the day-to-day guy, and then he'll like handle all the policy decisions. I mean, he's basically said that. So he'll have Mike Pence do all the work, and then when it comes to being to making an actual decision, then Donald Trump, with no, like with very little briefing, will say yes or no. Yeah. That sounds like a great reality show. Oh my god. Honestly. Um. Apparently, I'm sorry. We're having a little from some sound problems on the stream. If you're listening live, I, I don't know if I can fix it. Here I'm I am, like a fool, telling people, "Hey, if you're bored in line, wa- waiting to vote, you should listen live." And I'm telling them a bad stream. Did oh, you already yeah. vote today, or did you vote? I voted absentee. Uh, I'm a little scared because uh, Will Wilkins is out of the office today, so I'm not going to fuck in it with anything. I'm really, really sorry if you're listening live. Uh, it's just going to go in and out. We'll try to be on mic and on point. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, of course, he's going to repeal Obamacare because he will have Congress being able to vote for that. Oh, yeah. but if the, and if the Senate doesn't change, he'll he'll be able to do it there. Um, so that will happen and that will just fuck everything up. I hope um, that the Senate changes, too. Yeah, um, he's he's going to build. I mean, I mean he's going to start. Uh, doing more um, coal mining, I think. Um, he will uh, remove regulations um, regarding uh, coal, um, which will be horrible. And then he's going to do all sorts of crazy military things. Um, Gotta fight ISIS. How do yeah. you fight ISIS? You go in blindly to every Middle Eastern country until you find them. And he's going to... I'm not going to fucking tell you my plan. Right, right. Why would I do that? Why would I give away my then secrets? Then ISIS knows. So fucking stupid. Just like, l- you listen to every general talk about it. It's ridiculous. Generals? Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it, uh, he won't be able to build his wall. I don't think that's no going to happen. But I, I guess that's really... But what I, if we get the Democrats to take over the House? Or what are they fighting for, the Senate? The Senate, yeah. Mm, they take happen. over the Senate, and then uh, but then Trump wins presidency. Well, then he'll... Go through the same thing that Obama had to deal with during the past um, six years, you know. Jane says Trump would nominate Ivanka. David Duke would get the Tiffany treatment. That's hilarious and probably right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyson also said that the poop emoji was uh, destined for this very purpose, but I reminded Tyson that the poop emoji is smiling. Oh yeah. They need, I I don't know why they haven't made a sad poop emoji. I or feel an like, angry poop emoji. Yeah, that's more helpful. <laughs> oh wait, I'm going to look for it. Um, so was your polling place crowded? Uh, yeah, I showed up at 6:45, and there was already about 30 people in front of me, and I thought for sure 
that everyone who lived in my neighborhood was a jobless musician. So, uh, <laughs> turns out I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just who was going to vote for Bernie? Yeah, I know. I was looking around. I was like, who the fuck here isn't voting for Hillary? And then I was like, let me, like in my head, in line, a fun game to play is to look around at people <laughs> and <laughs> judge them baselessly and try to figure out who they're going to vote for. And I was like, which one of these fucks are voting third, <laughs> third party? Um, I don't think anybody did, though. No, no. There was a girl who was looking through the booklet, like, right in front of me, and I was like, girl, you're just making your decision about these propositions now? And then she had on her phone the LA Times endorsements, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're just going to vote down the line with the LA Times, which I didn't agree with all the LA Times endorsements, so... Although I'll tell you, by the time I started getting to the city measures, the MMMs and the HHHs and stuff, I was so tired of looking at them that I was all of a sudden like, all right, LA Times, tell me why. And then I wouldn't read anything right, know, right, against right. it because I was like, fuck it. I mean, fine. I think that that's why newspaper endorsements are so huge, especially for these smaller measures. I think, yeah, for the smaller measures, I'd say for sure, because not... Not everybody wants to sit and read the book for I, me yeah, and my roommate. I mean, who took are these three judges? Hours. You know, like I don't know who who. I like. vote. Yeah, I, I no for the judges for sure. I'm like, all right. Well, who did Los Angeles Democrat Party? Who do you want? And they were right. almost all women, so that was nice. Um, well, yeah, I have a friend who researches them, and I totally just rip him off, and I feel bad about that. But I, I actually do research a fair amount, but. There's some, like, the judges and stuff like that. I just trust him. The, yeah, the judges, I'll, I'll, I, I trust I trust my my party. But, I yeah, for everything else, I've got to research. Um, i got to know. i got to know why Camila de Harris. Kamala. Kamala. Kamala Harris. She's going to be the next senator from the great state of California. This is a... The junior senator. It hasn't been open for 24 years, this Senate seat. Yeah, yeah. So Barbara Boxer is moving on. She said, I'm fucking tired. Yeah, I, I can only imagine how frustrating it must be. But you make so much money. Uh, Term limits on the Senate. So I was also thinking about, um, like, there was an NPR, th- uh, uh, This American Life, where they sort of tried to get into the mind of the, the Republicans who support uh, Donald Trump and... Um, you know, they go to uh, Minnesota and they interview these people who um, don't want immigrants there because there's a big Somali population, refugee population in uh, Minnesota. And there are people complaining about it and wanting someone like Donald Trump to go and stem, you know, st- um, immigration. Question. Yes. Did you tell me about this or did I also hear this on NPR? You probably heard it on NPR. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because this sounds very familiar. Like there's apartment buildings full of yeah Somali people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has a yeah one of the um, largest populations in uh, of Somalis in our outside of Somalia. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's only it's still like eighty or I guess twenty five thousand Somalis in Minnesota. So it's. Which is I, not that huge, but I guess it, they stand out. Uh, in Minnesota, it's pretty fucking huge. Right, right. And it stands out. Imagine like you're in Somalia and you're just like, oh, it's like I can't stand this <laughs> drought and this heat. And I this, need to like, go. And the famine. Where should I go? Yeah. Oh, the Vikings. I've actually never been to Minnesota, so I don't know much about them except their silly accents. Oh, it's cold as fuck. Um, I've been there in February. 
and it sucked, but it was really cool. I like it's a great city, but it gets just but wi- it wicked cold. Yeah. Um, so there's, I, I guess that Minnesota has a uh, history of of relocating um, refugees. A lot of Vietnamese refugees were uh, shipped there after the uh, Vietnam Vietnam War ended, and uh, so anyhow, um, it made me think of like one thing is that like Donald Trump has sort of promised like the 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 institution of the reinstitution of the American dream, you know, and like well, that that's what the promise of make America great His is. American dream. Well, okay. What is the general what is the American dream? What what is the like the, the sort of populist concept of the American dream? Um, are you asking my opinion on what I would think it is? No, no, what 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 do you what? think the populist is? Yeah. Well, I think it's probably the same as mine for the most part is that this is a country where you can be and do whatever you want to do. You're free to do whatever you want to do, you know, Any as long time? as you're willing to work on it. Okay. Well, there, there, I think, um, you work hard uh-huh. and you're, and you're free. Okay. And you can make a good life for your, or you can make a good life for your children. At least if you're an immigrant, the American dream is to come over here and work your fucking ass off so that your kids have a, a, a good life. And, you know, so your kids are set up to, for success. If you are an American born in America, you are, you are born already knowing that you can be whatever you want to be. If I wanted to be the president of the United States... I could have, I could do that if I want, I mean, not now, I didn't take the right steps at an early age. You have to, you know, you have to work really hard to do the things you want to do in any country, but you know, that's an opportunity that I could have had if Um, I wanted to. According to Wikipedia, the the American dream is a national ethos of the United States, the set of ideals, uh, democracy, rights, liberty, opportunity, and equality in which freedom uh, includes the opportunity for prosperity and success and an upward mo- social mobility for the family and children achieved through hard work in a society with few barriers. Um, okay. And I think that that is... That few barriers is... Cl- yeah, and that's basically what you said. Yeah. You know, and um, I think the key part of there that people don't address is the um, achieved through hard work in a society with few barriers. So when um, people are lazy, you know, and people want, when he, when Donald Trump is saying, I will give you, I will give you greatness. He's not saying, I will give you the opportunity to work for greatness. He's saying, I will give you greatness. And that is very appealing to a lot of people. But it doesn't, but that doesn't. He's he's saying what they want to hear. I'm so irritated with this because it's just like when they show you the maps of like what college educated if if only people without a college education voted, this is what the country would look like. And it's like almost entirely red. And I just, I don't understand how these people are allowing themselves to be preyed on like this and vote so against their own interests, you know? Yeah, well, I think It's religion. That, right. And when he says make America great again, or, or when people think about that, they think about this sort of 1950s sort of ideal of the... You know, that wasn't great America for you and me, Marty. I know, but it was for white people, and um, they. I think that America's still great for white people. I know. I'm going to stop interrupting you. No, 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 no. You're you're fine. 
Yeah. And I've become Bill. <laughs> I know. But no, you haven't. You, you are uh, much easier on the eyes than Bill. Hey, but, uh, I disagree. <laughs> well, we're coming from two different perspectives. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that for like a red state, white, middle class person or lower middle class person, like you want that. Like you want to have the, that pr- preserve that vision of you know your white picket fence and your white two white kids here's a here's a message for the trump supporters who are desperately wanting that back by getting mexicans hispanic people black people asian people indian people whatever native americans anybody out of this country right that's not gonna fix your fucking problems right. it's not right. it's gonna make it's it's just fucking not right. Your but, but your Latino created. neighbors aren't hurting you as much as you think that they're hurting you. Right. And no, they're not hurting you at all. You know they're, who's hurting you is the fucking pharmaceutical companies, is fucking big banks, is politicians. That's who's fucking hurt. Their school systems. That's who's hurting you. It's not. It's not. People of other races, this fucking tribalism shit where you feel safe just being around people who look like you. I mean, that's such like a down, like a deep down instinct that you if you're acting out of that kind of fear anyways. Does that make sense? Am yeah, I talking yeah. out of shit? No, no, you know, no. But like that because that's what it comes from. And, and right. some Pe- people it's it's impossible to be 100 percent not racist because instinctually if you see people who look like you it's just you have a it's just a comfort level that that's because we're fucking animals everyone's a little bit racist as the avenue um, q but that being said you're all you also have the instinct to eat (laughs) to eat raw meat probably somewhere deep down in your heart like you have to be smarter than this. And right. You have to, yeah, you have to uh, rise above your base instincts. You know, it's like your base instincts uh, for, for a man is to act like a fucking caveman. To, act, to grab a woman, to grab by, a the woman by her hair, <laughs> to grab her by the pussy. I mean, this, it's just, it's. Uh, yeah. No, but you're, you're uh, right. I just but wish that, like, I just want to fucking shake these people. So, and, and most of them admit. That they don't even read, that they stop reading. Right. I know how I feel, so I don't read any articles. Right. What? Right. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah, there was that thing on The Daily Show where uh, Desi um, Lydon goes to visit this Trump supporter, and the Trump supporter is saying, uh, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton's tax policy will ruin the country. And then so she says, well, what is her tax policy? She says, I don't know, but I just know that Donald Trump's is going to be great. And... That says it everything in a nutshell. That that is like a snapshot of you know people. People don't want to be challenged to think. You know they just want things to be easy. Why not? The world is so incredible and so interesting, and why why not learn? You know how like enjoyable it can be to yeah. learn. Well, also things. problems just aren't most like life problems aren't like an off and on switch. They, they require a lot of thought and nuance and like, and they're and compromises, you know, Always just like a relationship, it, just like a relationship. That's how we're going to solve the, uh, you know, international, um, conflicts. That's, how we're going to solve healthcare through a lot of trial and error mistakes and, and guessing and, and sort of understanding 
and then you you work it out. That's why, like, they knew that there would be there would be price increases in Obamacare. You know, they knew that things would change, and so you know, it's it can be changed to to make it better. So that's hopefully what will happen, as opposed to being like, oh, it didn't work perfectly in two years. Let's just fucking. I don't understand shoot it. why people get so pissed off about that. Like they say, like, oh, so do you like Obamacare? And they say that to me. I was like, no, it's not perfect, but it's, you know, I can admit because I can compromise. I'm smart. You know what though? That these people are doing for this country that you and I are not doing, as far as I know, is reproducing. <laughs> they are reproducing, and their bad ideas are being passed down, unfortunately. Right. And hopefully these kids will learn against it in school. Hopefully the government puts enough money in school to save these kids from their parents' bad ideas, whereas you... And, and that's such a fucking high and mighty, look at me on my high horse, that I'm, you know, I'm doing a disservice to this nation by not reproducing and right. spreading my ideas. But... You know, I just, I think about that when I think about, oh, well, maybe these, all these racists will die when the baby boomers die. <laughs> Never mind. They won't. There's racists who are my age and who have children. Right. And who are racist. Um, yeah. And so I, I. The millennial racist, the millennial, like, white nationalists, the all, like, they're, they're the people who make the alt-right, like, crazy because they weaponize the internet yeah. the same way that. But at the same time, the, the internet gives help somebody who's living in a red state and who wants to learn they they can find things and hopefully you know they have the critical thinking where they're not stuck listening to to you know alex jones or 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 finding some you know crazy web websites but you know it's it's democratizing and it also gives a home to the all right you know it's and you know and i understand that it's nice to listen to and talk to people who you agree with but to to flood your mind with only one-sided things i think is dangerous for everybody yep. and well th and that's kind of what why it's so fun to to have this discussion every week and have p other people just chime in and and then we can argue about stuff and listen to each other and i think that's another thing is it's really hard to listen to somebody like uh, there was trump uh, i mean sorry triumph the insult yeah, uh, his election Doug. specials. His election special, he had a focus group where they they had these fake, ridiculous things that Trump said, you uh -huh. know, that I really want to fuck a horse. Yeah. And then they're just like, you know, listen, I'm still going to vote for him. You know, like it, it sort of ramped up. Like he would just say, you know, really inappropriate things. And they're like, well, that's just Trump being Trump. And then it gets to him wanting to fuck a horse and, you know, and, and telling his son that, hey, Baron, let's, you know, that's a fine looking horse. And they're like, well, you know what? He, like that. What he does in the bedroom is not my business. And, you know, they, Except they if he were gay. Right, right. Exactly. Well, okay. Except when it does matter. But they, these people were so set in their minds. And they did the same thing with Hillary. And they, mm -hmm. they, they had Hillary supporters. And they were just like, that is, you know, Hillary is a complicated person. And, and we, you know, these are, this isn't going to affect her presidency. And they're just defending her to the end. And I probably, maybe not to that extreme, uh, but we we get set in our ways and we don't listen because our cognitive dissonance doesn't want us to change our mind. Well, I mean, but how convincing was the prop? Cause I'm sure that the propaganda on hi the Hillary, the fake Hillary ads and the fake Trump ads had to have been different. Yeah. If you showed me an ad where Hillary Clinton was saying, I wanted to fuck a horse, I would go, that's not a real ad. That's propaganda. And that's not because I'm so like 
in love with Hillary that I would never, that I can't take in other information. It's just, right. That's obviously not real. Right, right, right. I mean, look, but, I was waiting for the, for the emails and all that shit to come out. Like, look, I, there's nothing that could have changed my mind to not vote for Hillary, but that's because the other option is Donald Trump. My goodness. Do I hope in my lifetime that we can get back to a fucking two party system where there's an actual choice. Right. That there isn't that every election doesn't doesn't make such a big difference for women. Yeah. You know, well, where I, I don't have a fucking it's pro choice pro life guy and right. you know it, nuance. D- you want like or you you want like substance I want to be able to like look at I mean the Republicans need to fix their shit and well, they need to stop They brought this on themselves by having a platform that is pro choice at pro-life and having they uh, they they align too closely with religion and they align with the white nationalists whether they're going to agree it or not but like let's yeah. say that maybe after this they rebuild they yeah. rebuild and they rebuild to a party that you know might have different ideas financially but like but that doesn't isn't racist and isn't so like catholic morals white picket fence which brings me to uh jenny marie alerted me to this tweet that ann coulter made last night if Ooh, only girl. if only people with at least four grandparents born in america were voting trump would win in a 50 state landslide that doesn't what does that even mean what is she trying to prove yeah well just like that's like family values you know uh meaning that like obama came from a single mother you know his kid fuck you yeah and uh, the irony that Darren pointed out is that Trump's <laughs> Trump wouldn't even be in that category. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also the, the grandparents born in America, too. That's the other thing. Like, so like being American, true Americans. And then that goes back to like the, f- the four grandparents born in America. Those are the grandparents from the Eisenhower age where the, it's the white picket fence. And that was when white America was dominant. And now, unfortunately, it's not. And that's actually just... No, we just look like this country that, like, waves its big dick around all the time, but is, like, stupid. People yeah. in other countries think that we're stupid. Yeah. So... Because we are stupid. And I guess, you know, a, a lot of people like Trevor Noah and Jake Tapper, they were pointing out that his grandparents were born in, uh, I guess they were German. And so, um, like, they were beneficiaries or they they benefited from the american immigration open door policy you know take give us your tired poor yeah hungry uh yearning to breathe free and so it's bullshit and you know shame on well of course i don't shame I, on Al- and coulter i know as exactly, if as if she knows what shame is um yeah Jane, that's a fucking whatever yeah i don't, I don't like, like to her. talk about her because when she incites anger. Right, because all she wants is to be talked about. And so I don't have... I, it's sort of like Just Don't Look that, you know, I always reference that it, from The Simpsons. There's, you know, this... It was one of their Halloween specials. All the things are coming to life. And it realized <laughs> that... And uh, all the, the, like, giant building, uh, you know, like the, the donut guy comes to life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's only because people are registering fear... And and if you don't pay attention to them, they just 
you know, it's a perfect metaphor for who Ann Coulter is. Just don't look, you know. Yeah. So Lisa sings this song, Just Don't Look, and then so people just turn their backs on the donut thing, and it just, it ends. Yeah. And that's, that's what we have to do with Ann Coulter. That's what we have to do with Donald Trump. We I always forget yeah. that she's a person until the elections come around, and then she goes back in she's her fucking coffin Shh. goes to sleep uh, for yeah. four years. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the Triumph specials on Hulu, you can watch uh, clips of them on YouTube, and they're really, really funny because he, he does they are just funny. like The Daily Show, pointing out the ironies and uh, the hypo- hypocrisy in voters, you know. And I, didn't, and I didn't. How many are there? There's two. Uh, there are a bunch, but there are also he like did the these full episode ones. Yeah, I think there are two. He did the two primaries, right? And then yeah, but he's done. He did a panel thing. He did. He did the. Funny. He did the primaries in one episode, and then he did the the RNC and the DNC in another one. Now Jane is saying that both parties need to fix their shit. Repubs more than Dems, but Dems lost some of their former support. I I think that one of the the things I don't like a is that like we ha- well I guess you have to have a platform but um wh- you know where everybody stands on every issue or where your party stands but I I think that there's more disagreement on what that platform is I think that the the democratic platform is a little mushy and that's because I think that's I think that's good but like you know you have to be pro gun you have to be pro choice and you have to be pro business if you're going to be a republican it's pro life you mean a pro life, sorry. No, but you're right. I think that. And I think that Democrats. Look, no, I, I get that it's not perfect. I, I know that there's Democrats who probably waste millions of dollars of taxpayer monies, and they don't do what they're supposed to do, and they take money from lobbyists just like everybody else. But I feel like that there are Republicans who are probably in the you know in Congress right now who actively vote with their party and against what they think is right in order to stay elected and, and in order to keep receiving paychecks and in order to... I, I mean, they, there's no way that after all of these shootings and after the Democrats did the sit-in in Congress that every single Republican who had the opportunity to make a difference mm-hmm. and vote on gun control, how could every single one of them strongly believe, no, assault rifles are okay? There's no fucking way they did. Right. But since they're all getting money from the NRA and because they all are facing elections and they don't want to lose, they vote for something that they know is wrong. And I hate that right. about politics and look if it i'm sure that there's another issue that it would be the other way around with democrats not doing it and whatever and but i it just it infuriates me right it, it, it's fucking oh like it makes me really upset no it should and it, and getting back to the american what dream. is the whole fucking point of, right, of, of go- our government right. But if I, it's, it's ineffective and i think getting back to the american dream thing that we were talking about is that government really serves to preserve that dream. You know, the opportunity for everybody to live freely and achieve as high as they they want or as high as they they can. Um, And when you have things like voter suppression, that that directly attacks the the American dream. When you have things like wanting to shut down Obamacare, that, like, reduces opportunity for 
people. Because and what happens to all the people who have... I think that the people that are so most upset about it are the ones who feel like they were forced to get health insurance in order so that they didn't have to pay a fee with their taxes. Like, that seems to be the biggest, the biggest complaint. Right. But if you repeal Obamacare, then, then you lose your health insurance. And I bet it was nice going to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And I mean, and I I can't talk shit. I don't have health insurance. I, I haven't gotten it yet. It's it it's a travesty. It's it's obscene. Um, it's not perfect. Tyson says, "Does anybody else wonder that if uh, if that doomsday clock theory from Tomorrowland is trueish? Uh, nobody wonders that because nobody saw Tomorrowland. Yeah, what are we <laughs> referring to? Um, uh, the Brad Bird movie, which Tom uh, Hanks? No, no, it's a Brit something or other. Um, and uh, Clooney was in it. And uh, uh-huh. Dr. House was in it. Uh-huh. And it was, I was so disappointed by that movie because I so wanted to like it because Brad Bird is like one of my favorite writers. And it was just, uh, it was like, just take a science fiction movie and just cover it, dip it in sugar and then wrap it with cotton candy and then like drizzle honey on top. It was just so gooey and sappy like ugh, such a bummer because it, you know it was an interesting idea and they spent a lot of money on it but i don't remember the do- doomsday clock <laughs> theory so that's how much it affected me uh jp cutter excited to hide out at home on election day with a live nooner podcast okay Thanks. we're going to midnight that's what we're doing people fuck it live election results here with nooner <laughs> i wish we would have started at like five <laughs> So I could have at least gotten some more stuff done today. Um, JP, I hope that you're hiding out in home because you voted ab- voted absentee and not because you're just not voting at all. Yeah. Because that would be crazy, dude. Um, yeah. I think that people need to understand that <laughs> the, the American dream that I was talking about, what, if you're talking about that in a white America, it, it's... Well, no, if you're just talking about it in today's terms, it's going to be not as white as you think it, uh, as you wanted it to be if you're white, like if you're living in the 50s. Move like, to fucking Europe if you're looking for exclusively white people who speak English. Where? In Europe. There's nowhere in Europe you can do that. Yeah, huh? Where? Norway, Sweden. Oh, well, they have, they have, um, they have people of color there. But like not as many. But they don't speak English either. They speak English. I guess so. But all those other l- countries are learning English, and we are here learning nothing <laughs> because we have a big dick military. So fuck it if we're smart. Hey, if anybody's listening, did doesn't plan to bo- vote or didn't vote, uh, tweet in and ex- tell us why, and uh, don't say that I'm living in another country because I don't care about you. Um, I, that's you know that that's going to come. Yeah, uh, just today. I would vote, but I live in Canada. <laughs> right. Yes, Chris Brown, we get it. You're Canadian. Live in Canada. Um, God damn it. Yeah, I think that tomorrow is going to be really, really, and in, in very interesting day. Um, what, what the how people react, and. I mean, it's going to be like every other presidential election. I mean, ev- there's always half the country who's upset when, you know, the day after election day, the only issue is that I'm not I'm not exaggerating, right? When I think that this election is like more important and in- more insane than the other ones, 
Because I feel like if you were to take me back in time and John McCain would have won or Mitt Romney would have won, I would have been upset, but I wouldn't have been scared. Right. I'm not trying to... I don't want to be a fucking... Be so dramatic, but I'm genuinely... I'm scared of the results either way because if Hillary wins, Donald Trump's supporters are not Mitt Romney supporters. They're right crazy. It, it, it's not a, like it's not a fundamental difference of like policy or tax policy. Yeah, it's, it's a difference of of like uh, worldview of like you know and they have frankly, people. Racism. They have I people mean, with guns standing outside of polling places in in low income neighborhoods and try to intimidate people of color to not vote. And but as we found out um, that the Latino uh, voter turnout has been huge. Yeah, There's fuck yeah, it's been huge. Especially like Nevada, and which is a, a great, uh, going to be a, a very exciting swing state. Uh, but they have a huge Latino population and al- also huge union population because of the casinos and they're coming out against Trump. So that's a good thing. They don't thing. like Trump in, mm. in Vegas. No, no. Even though he builds those stupid casinos, but he doesn't have a casino. Um, in his in his Trump hotel, there's no casino because he couldn't get approved oh. to have a casino. And there was a whole thing about like how I think he admitted that he lost an argument about that. And then when you brought it up to him later, and be like, "You said that you lost," he's like, "I didn't lose. I could have gotten a casino. If I wanted a casino, I could have gotten a casino." And it's like, well, it actually looks like you couldn't have because you tried and you and failed. You, right. Because right. Nevada, you, I forgot exactly what he did, but he pissed off someone, and Nevada was like, "No, fuck you. You can't have your casino." So now he has a hotel on the strip that he claims on purpose is just a hotel. Uh-huh. But you know he wanted the casino. Um, and well, also his union um, workers they voted for a, a union. I mean, so they they he officially tried to unionize, yeah. they un- yeah they voted to unionize and he uh, refused to acknowledge them. So um, I it, he's he's a bad bad person. I can't believe I can't believe we're here. Can you yeah. imagine a year ago primaries, sexy sexy Jeb Bush. Um, Did you think we would be here? Well, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I thought you fuckers wanted Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know when you you said like. Well, I I've also mentioned this before, but when George uh, Bush, George W. Yeah, when he was elected and Al Gore uh, lost, even though he won in two thousand, I thought you know what. What's the big deal? Presidents aren't, they don't do much. They, they, um, you know, they, they're checks and balances and nothing ever happens. And then Bush proceeded to put us deeply in debt, got us into two wars and, you know, sent, uh, whatever, hundreds of thousands of troops overseas and had uh, thousands of troops killed. So, like, who is president makes a huge fucking difference. And yes. like listening to the interview, if you haven't listened to it, Bill Maher interviewed um, President Obama for 37 minutes, watch the whole interview. It was a really substantive interview, like where he asked him interesting questions about drugs. Is this about new? Yeah, yeah. Was, um, I think I saw a link to it, I didn't Friday. watch it though. Uh, and asked him about drugs, about uh, foreign policy, about religion. And unlike... Most politicians who would be like, you know what, I don't like to talk about that, or, well, what, what is, you know, rather than deflecting, he answered every question directly and, like, smartly. And well, you're like, of course, he's not, he doesn't have to get reelected. Right, he doesn't have to get reelected. And I was like, wow, I guess that's what it's like to be a lame duck president. You get to speak your mind 
And was he a nothing, lame duck president? Well, he is because he can't get reelected. That's what. Oh, lame that's duck what means. I thought you meant. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like that's like I wish that, that he could have done more of that. But nothing he said was controversial. It was actually really thoughtful and interesting. And you realize, okay, he he really when he came up with Obamacare, you know, he said single payer would be better, but that just wasn't going to be possible when given that there's a, a trillion dollar system here. Mm-hmm. So the first step is to do, do some Obamacare and that, that the Affordable Care Act. And then, and then you see how that works and then you keep working and, and it's an, this sort of iterative process that, that things don't happen super dramatically because that's incredibly disruptive. And I was like, okay, well, you know what, then maybe, maybe that is a better thing. Um, but it was just great to hear him speak, and ju- and it made me sad that he's not going to be serving another term. But at the same time, I think Hillary Clinton, for all her social awkwardness, I think will be a really she's going to fucking president. crush it, dude. Yeah. So if you're worried about her, um, and the and nothing to worry yeah. about, and if you're worried about the emails, that's <laughs> just utter nonsense and if you at this point yeah and also you know listen to the the this past this american life and it goes into the the emails and basically the bottom line is she's a technical luddite she doesn't know shit about shit she's according to this report she's never used a a a computer before she doesn't know how to use a computer She's only Don't tell me that. uses her phone. Well, you know what? She's like my, you know, my mom barely like she's on the computer all the time, but all she knows how to do is write, you know, right. like she can't do it for anything else. Like she just writes and then she writes emails and um, like she, she's never like watched a, she's never visited like a website. She's never gone to Wikipedia and like that is who Hillary Clinton is. Like they're, you know, they're a few years apart, but, but basically that um, like she's not a technical person and her staff was not really technically savvy because also the government is not tec- technically savvy. They were u- they're using yeah. old, really old, cumbersome mail software and security software. And so she was just like, why are we doing this? Let's just do it this way. And, and you know, I've got this, my husband's got a, a mail server because there was very early on that was installed there. So it's just, w- when you hear it, it's like she bungled it from the start a lot of other people in government were doing the same thing, similar things. Colin Powell was... Telling you, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal and if she wasn't a woman. And then... No, you're right. And then the way she handled it afterwards was not ideal. She could have... So it was just really... It was about negligence and ignorance and just bad, bad uh, public... Uh, but not because she was trying to murder people in Benghazi. And not because she was trying to... Yeah. So, so it, it just shined a light on how slow government is to, to catch up. And so, like, basically, when Colin Powell became Secretary of State, they didn't have computers at their desks. And he's like, this is bullshit. Like, we're going to... And he bought 40,000 computers we're for... We're getting computers. Know, yeah, we're getting computers. We're joining the 20, 20th Isn't century. is Colin Powell supporting Hillary Clinton? Yes, he is. As are most people who are... Um, Interesting. Uh, oh, who are smart and uh, thoughtful. Uh, Is oh, there so anything else happening in the world besides this election? No, there's not. There's nothing happening in the world. And actually, that's a really good question. If you're listening from overseas, I apologize that this is such a U.S.-centric uh, podcast this, this week. 
but it's just what's on people's minds. Let us know what's happening in your world. Um, yeah, I, I can't even think of anything that's happening, but you know what is happening. What? Oh, oh uh, it's the top of the hour, oh. and you're listening to the Nooner Show on the Smodcast Radio Network. Uh. Mm-hmm. So I did this thing last week where I said I was going to uh, do something for 28 days in a row. Oh, how's the meditating going? So I chose meditating. Not as great. It's it's. Uh, do you I'm expect to be super enlightened? Uh, no, no. I actually enjoy it, but I find that like, I find it sort of like an indulgence, like to all of a sudden like shut down everything for 20 minutes and just be like. I just got to be by myself and, and, and knowing that I have a shitload of things to do. So I've missed a few days, but when I do it, it's really great. I'm going to, I'm going to be more vigilant and, uh, and the, I like the app that I'm using. I'm not going to plug it, but I'm sure you've heard it advertised. Um, so but you just feel like it's indulgent because you're taking 15 minutes for yourself every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> You'll learn that through meditating that it's okay to take 15 minutes for yourself. Um, it wasn't even the top of the hour yet. I was two minutes off. I was just looking for a, a break. Oh, boy. You know what we need? We need to... What? We need to just, like... Uh, uh, we'll talk about it offline. So, I do want to say that it, it's not... Um, meditation isn't perfect. Uh, like There's some people that it's not um, good for. So, there was a... I heard uh, this story about, um, this was on Radiolab. I'm just basically plugging every popular uh, podcast, podcast that's out there. That's not ours. <laughs> that's not ours. But they did one on meditation, and, and there, there was a, a Tibetan monk who, um, who would have severe panic attacks when, when he was meditating. He didn't like, he didn't like who well, he was. Well, apparently he had been tortured by uh, the Chinese government. and Oh, word. And so he had PTSD. And it turns out, like, being alone with his own thoughts, like, allowed, like, the panic to just well up and just explode out there. Shit. So he, w- he had to completely, like, I mean, he figured it out, I guess, but it really fucked him up badly. And so... There are some people for whom meditation is not good. For it whom the deep depths of their brain is too scary to <laughs> be alone with. Yeah, well, I guess because, yeah, it, it can increase sen- uh, like your sensory sensitivity. So you become more sensitive to touch and, and all sorts of sounds and all this stuff. And then it ch- also changes how you feel about yourself. And like you can, um, for some people, they sort of become like sort of disjointed and um, like they have a sort of numbness that happens Uh uh, and they sort of lose affect. Um, And then, uh, yeah, and then or else people have, uh, it heightens their emotions. So if they're manic, it makes them more manic. If they're depressed, it can make them more depressed. So it depends. I, I think that it de- depends on your your psychological state to begin with. Um, I find that it doesn't make me any of those things. It actually does make me feel more at ease and calm. But I just f- thought that was interesting. And I, I actually know somebody who meditates all the time, and I feel like uh, he has no sort of affect. I'm like, well, like you know, when he's 
gets upset. He's, he seems really calm. And in a way, you can say, oh, well, he's like, he's totally chill. He's totally like handling things. On the other thing, sense, you can say, oh, he's not handling things. He's just, he's just letting them go. Letting him go. And that's a really tough uh, difference. So um, if you notice that about me, say something, see something, say something. Um, have you been trolling people on Reddit lately? I have not. Oh my God. I have not. This meditating is making you change. I think this is great. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Good. Uh, so if you have any ideas for what, what other people should do, or me, what is a good idea for 28 days in a row to do something that I keep that trying will to think help. of something that I feel like committing to. <laughs> it's only 28 days. Oh. And and the reason right around the holidays trying to I ask know. me to do anything i know so and if you uh, want to engage in this too let us know what you're doing for 28 days and um let us and keep us apprised of your progress whether it's uh, a diet or um exercising reading uh, ray's asking if the stream is up i believe the stream is up oh i guess <laughs> he wouldn't be asking on um online but um my saying, hey, Ray, the stream is up, isn't going to make a difference because he's not listening. Um, okay, on that note. Uh, hey, Ray. Hey, Ray, what do you say? He actually, um, okay, here we go. We're in the mail sack. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. Uh, yeah, that was great. All right. First email is from William Kanuski. Hello, William. It says, hey, Kevin, I came across your podcast, Smozcast, on iTunes. Kevin. Seems like a great podcast with, lots of u- with a lot of unique content. Does I'm this person truly think? I'm <laughs> impressed with your show. Um, Claire, Claire, you were saying? I was just wondering if someone else has mistaken my voice for Kevin Smith's voice. Well, you do sound a lot alike. (laughs) 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 I'm writing to see Uh. if I can be of help to you. My business specializes in two things. I save you time by handling the technical parts of your podcast. Are you really reading this email uh, out loud? This isn't, yes, because it's funny. Like editing, effects, metadata, etc. It was obviously a mistake. I know, but I love that this guy, uh, William Kanuski, thinks that also that nobody in the Smodco empire is dealing with editing, effects, metadata, etc. And uh-huh. he says, I create keyword-rich show notes. My team does a great job of representing your episode in a powerful SEO-rich way. I have systems in place to make the process painless and smooth so that my clients know their show is produced on time and professionally. Does this sound like something you'd be interested in? If so, we could hop on the phone. Let me know, and I'll send over a couple times. Would love your thoughts. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry, William Kanuski. That is hilarious. And the fact that he sent it to us says something about his internet skills. The farthest skills. <laughs> way he could get yeah. away Tell me from more about your amazing, powerful S- SEO-rich ways. Kevin Smith doesn't know we're here. No, no. And I don't, he doesn't handle that part anyhow because he's too busy like making things. 
So, uh, Kevin, I have one of your emails. <laughs> if you ever plan on seeing it again, we are going to have to have a discussion about your film career. You and me, Kevin Smith, queer and Kevin Smith. That is a podcast that needs to happen. I have a feeling it would be Queer's final <laughs> podcast. <laughs> if I had to if I had to make a guess, I probably would get my airtime cut off. Uh, or maybe Queer would get her own podcast. Depends on how Kevin Smith feels about Queer. Uh, I am speaking, of course, in third person right now. Mm-hmm. Evan says that he was going to give up alcohol for 28 days, but instead only dropped consumption to about a third. You can't do that, right? Around the election. Yeah, no. Hell no. Wait till January for that, you know? For sure. It's just not the right time of year to give up alcohol. But, like, that's nice, but, like, not yet. Yeah. Just wait. Um, Oh, and so JP is on week two of a 5-2 intermittent fasting plan. Seems like a doable lifestyle so far if it works. Well, let us know. Is that eating for five days and then not eating for two? Yeah, I think so. Um, The intermittent fasting is actually really interesting. I did that for like a month, but I didn't, I wasn't fasting for entire days. I was fasting for like you, you can like, what was I fasting for like 14 or 16 hours a day, but it was most of the time I was like asleep. (laughs) That's just sleeping. No, no, no. But like I, you know, you, you can, I start eating at 9am and I have to stop by six or something like that. Um, Oh, I see, I see. Intermittent fasting. So what is the point of it? I don't know. Someone from work told me to do it, so I did it. (laughs) Hey, uh, Cassandra, you should try heroin. Black tar heroin. Is it like my Oxycontins that I get? Oh, better, better. Cheaper? Mm, Faster. Fuck! All right. Okay. That was easy. I thought heroin was only for rock stars. (laughs) You too could be a rock star. Hey, I'll be 27 next year. Maybe (sighs) it'll kill me. Oh, is that the, that's the age, isn't that's it? That's the one. That's um, the age. I don't know. Please play that hey, clip JP. again if I do die next year. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> JP, let us know what the point of it is. I guess I could look it up, but... Um, but we want to hear in your own words. Yeah, in your <laughs> own words, what... In your own words, in less than 140 characters, minus the ones it's going to take to tag us in the Twitter. Yeah, when you say, um, you know, it's a doable lifestyle if it works, what is it supposed to do? Uh, I, I'll do my... Th- 28 days of, of no <laughs> drinking and no and healthier eating in January. But I, I won't even know if that's going to count. Do I want to go sober in January? I'll do it, but I don't want to. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it. I've done it in the past couple. Um, I know. I feel like nobody drinks in January anyways because most people are trying to do it. So like, yeah. if there's a time to fucking do it, it's January. I'm going to be in Paris, though. When I get home from Paris, I will, I'll stop drinking okay. for 28 days. All right. All right, sober October. Oh wait, no wait. <laughs> um, sober and arrow. Sober, sober and arrow. Sober and arrow. I don't know how to say sober in oh, Spanish. Okay. Never mind. I know how to say yeah, drunk. Like, there's no word for sober in Spanish. <laughs> Excuse I'm me. I'm sorry. Nothing. Is there no word for not eating noodles in Eng- in Asian? In Asian, nope. Sorry. There's no <laughs> word for not eating re- noodles. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is it? What's the ad- What's the word for Atkins in Asian? Yeah, there's no word for squinting in in, in Chinese. <laughs> That's a uh, better one. There you Fuck. go. Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm too woke to be racist. William Winus Kanuski, can you help us get um, get higher in on our iTunes ratings and stuff? Carrie Lynn writes in. My coworker. Are we low on iTunes? We're certainly not the lowest. I don't know. I don't. I'm too scared to look. Uh, Carrie Lynn writes in, my coworker just walked around the office exclaiming, grab them by the pussy and make America great again. She voted. She. Oh, that was a woman me. who said that? Yeah. Help me. Uh, was she being sarcastic? I, I don't think so. Huh. Carrie, why don't you call Report her to HR, HR <laughs> and say, hey, somebody in my office just said, Grab him by the Somebody pussy. in my office has offended me. My my feelies don't feel my so feelies. good. Oh. Owie! Okay. I've got Ray's email here. And I've Ray, got Ray's email. He is in North Carolina, which is uh, going to be a big swing state, hopefully, um, in the Democrats' favor. Good morning. Good morning, Murps. <laughs> I hope that you've gotten a chance or will get a chance to get out and vote today. Word. I would like to uh, say congrats to you, Marty, on your recent nuptials. And when you hit the five-year mark, I will send a suggestion for an anniversary gift that is sure to get you brownie points. I will definitely need it. Uh, So I just wanted to share something that happened to my family this week. Ray has the best stories uh, that has helped me ask the question, what is wrong with this crop of 20-something? Also, because I'm still trying to decide if it is racist or not. Chances are, yes. Uh, so my wife is white and we have a mixed race two-year-old who has a brand new teacher at daycare who Mm -hmm. I've not met. When my wife went to pick them up the other day, this new teacher asks her, where's your son from? Uh, this question caught my wife off guard and confused her. So Mm, she responded with the name of the town that we live in, (laughs) which is, yeah, you know, I get that asked or I used to get that asked all the time. So where are you from? And be like, uh, California. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. I mean, originally. Uh, yeah, I was born in California. And they're like, no, no, what country, you know? Um, the new teacher <laughs> asks, uh, then, uh, the new teacher then says, uh, no, where did you adopt him from? And my wife had to explain to her that her husband is black. I told my wife that the appropriate response to where's your fun <laughs> where is your son from was my vagina. However, my wife did not want to say that to our son's teacher. Um, here's wh- why I can't decide if it is racist or not. The teacher who asked is also a uh, mixed race, white and Hispanic. Either way, it blows my mind that in 2016, someone thought that was an adopted child. Um, and he included the cutest picture of his son, uh, or actually his wife and son. And he has, um, I guess what was actually, he has r- this huge head of very straight hair. Um, so that's interesting, but um, but he's clearly mixed. Uh, yeah, I, I think that is, that's not so much, well, is it racist to lack life experience? Like, I remember... It's it, ignorance. It's ignorance. That's that's what that is, Ray. And it's ignorance with a, with a, a soupçon of racism. Like, I remember wha- the first time I went to um, this Radio Shack in Connecticut, like, I was getting batteries. For those of you who don't know, Radio Shack used to be a store. There used to be more Radio Shacks than 7-Elevens. Uh-huh. Um, and the guy said, uh, where, did, where did you learn to speak English so well? 
And I was so taken aback because, I mean, just like, like you, Ray, like it, I never th thought that I would encounter that question in, in the world. You know, this was in 1986, but um, it was, I, I was, I'd had no real answer. I was like, uh, cause I was born here, you know? Um, and I should have come up with something pithier. Um, me so solid. <laughs> me. <laughs> that, that is the definition of pithy. So, yeah, I think that is absolutely um, ignorance with a little racism. So, um, and I guess if you're a mixed-race couple, these things happen all the time. Like, um, when you don't have... Hopefully a not forever. Hopefully not forever. When your kid doesn't look like the one of the parents, if that kid is walking around... Um, people are going to immediately make crazy assumptions like you know if your kid was uh white looking um i'm sure that if you walked around with him uh ray somebody would come up and say w you know report you to the police even though you're a cop uh because they're like th i saw a black man with a white child he's kidnapping this child you yeah know? um so but uh interesting interesting uh, question. Um, thank you, Ray. Your family is beautiful. Keep the, the questions coming, uh, uh, the stories, the anecdotes, and whatnot. Uh, let's see. I, uh, I found, I read a review, a negative review on our podcast on iTunes. Oh, go, go on. Uh, I have listened to every incarnation of this podcast from the beginning and finally had to pull the plug and unsubscribe. <laughs> It got a little too political, and I cannot stand the girl who does the baby voice on it. It is not a good character, and it makes you dumber for having heard it as a listener. Thank you for when you guys did a solid show. I hung in as long as I could. Who is that signed by? Shannon Wendlick, 510. Oh, Shannon. Sorry. Sorry. Has she ever written, <laughs> has she ever written an email before? I think she has. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Or was she talking about Giselle, you know, when Giselle does that baby voice, you know? Oh, when, when Claire brings her German friend? <laughs> I snuck in the door, so I'm here now. Oh, I, I didn't even notice you were there. Hello. I'm uh, sorry for making you dumber, Shannon. Perhaps you would be interested in some of the other podcasts on this uh, radio know, network. Do you take offense at her uh, review? No. Yeah, there's no need. She not I'm wrong. I'm an artist. She not wrong. No. And you not wrong. Uh, you know, most of the time nobody is wrong. Everybody just have difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. It's not for her. That's all right. That she make room for a different listener. She did, didn't she? And also she make room in her own life for something that resonates better with her aesthetic. Yes. Yeah. And she made room for a two-star review us on iTunes. No, I don't mind. No. Okay. I don't mind. Uh, you know, when I was making my buttons uh, full time and, you know, trying to make a go of uh, a career in button making and, and it started to fall, fall apart, my mentor, Catherine Ingram, she said, you know what? Just make buttons for people who like your buttons. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about uh, trying to find more people and convince everybody. You can let it be easy for, for, for a while and just go to who loves you. I will. Yeah. yeah. I'm I not going to try. I'm not, I don't have to try to teach queer anything. And you, you don't seem that broken up about no. losing Shannon. Oh, 
Should I seem more broken up about losing Shannon? <laughs> no, I would love more. Well, no, I should. I would that. like to know Shannon. Why? Yeah. Because she sounds like an interesting person. What What is interesting about her? Uh, the way I like when she said, I hung in as long as I could. I like that, uh, what do you call turning of, of a phrase, turning? What, what's what's it turning? The turn of phrase. The turn of phrase. Uh -huh. Yeah, I like that turn of phrase. So it seemed to me, uh, it seemed a little playful, that phrase. I imagine a cat and a poster <laughs> hanging <laughs> on a tree. Hanging on a tree. Hang in there. She would listen to our podcast, look up at that poster and go, oh yeah. man, it's getting pretty political and I do not like this baby. Yeah. But. Also, I did not think her, her no, well, the line saying that everyone is stupider for hearing queer that's a little mean, the way she phrased that. But other than that, it was not a mean review. No. So that makes me think, maybe Shannon is a nice person. Also, Shannon could be a man or a lady, right? That's a name that can go both. Sure. Every name is technically a name that could go both ways. That's true. Mm. Mm -hmm. Boy named Sue. Boy named Sue. Uh, I have to mention... You're wearing a pretty dress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about you that. You talk about it already. I'm wearing, wearing white. Wearing can, white can to, you stand so I can to honor the, the suffrage suffragettes. You it's look her white. Lovely. It's her white to vote. It's your white to vote. No, that's, that's seriously what it is. Wearing white to vote. Um, you look really pretty. Thank you. Thank you. Jane thank says, you. I get asked that as well. I think about, like, what are you? Um her mother is Japanese and her father is Irish, hence the blood donation issue last week. Uh, Jane, have you been to Japan? Did you find it as awesome as I did? I found it awesome. Um, well, oh, have you already talked about it? Yeah. I just miss everything. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> How was Japan? <laughs> just in two words. Really great. <laughs> was it really great? It was really great. Uh, it was great. What was yeah. the uh, uh, best uh, thing? Great. Did you talk that about the best thing that you ate? Y uh, yeah. Oh, what was it? Um, everything was good. Everything. Well, not everything was good, but. Did you eat uh, things that look like other things? Uh, like sushi shaped like a panda, or. I ate sushi shaped like a panda. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I didn't eat that. I mean, I ate. Well, there are some other things that were shaped like. I went to this one vegetarian restaurant where they, they make everything out of wheat gluten, and they. And shape it like a panda. And they shape it like a panda. So I ate <gasps> panda dick. I ate panda <laughs> nipples. I because they do a full panda. Yeah. Full full Monty panda. Mm -hmm. Wait, are you being serious? Did you really eat an entire veggie panda? Because that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the asshole was the best part. Panda asshole. Oh I wouldn't be thinking. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get to the pan the asshole <laughs> of this veggie panda. I'd be like, I'm uh, eating a veggie panda. When you unwrap uh, chocolate Santas. Do or you know on Christmas I chocolate Santa? I, I start at the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> My tongue. <laughs> <laughs> or bunnies on Easter chocolate okay. bunnies. What do you eat first, the fits or the? You gotta tail? go for those ears. You go for the ears. You gotta get the ears. You gotta look look inside of it because it's hollow, and then enjoy. What do you look for? I don't know, but in I always look. In always case check in case somebody left something inside for you. <laughs> yeah. A surprise or a fortune or a fingertip. A fingertip. At the factory. It's typically what I'm looking for. <laughs> as a fingertip. Chris says that yesterday was the anniversary of the, of the Giselle show. Oh! Yeah. The anniversary of We Start? That's what he says. Chris, you keep better track of me than me. When does season three start? 
you know i don't know we've been so busy at the house which is why i was late again we're having people do helping us uh, work on some things at the house and uh, of course they say well we can't come by we can't come by we can't come by we're coming tuesday morning <sighs> so i had to be there to talk to them and uh, but we appreciate very much the work they're doing fixing up this and that uh, but that's why I was late. Uh, so that has been taking my attentions. Uh, so season three, yeah, uh, or the middle of season two, I don't even know where we are. We're going to pick up again in uh, either maybe December or January. Mm. Get, get my scheiße together. <laughs> As they say. As they I say in Germany. Uh, somewhere. My scheiße. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 is that... I but you don't swear in English. Why can you swear in... You know, sometimes I do. Oh, that's right. You did it the last time you, you were know. on. Every time yeah. that we have a drunk guest, <laughs> I think she drops an F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ernie. Ernie. Ernie, you're such a nice person for a dog. Um, a nice dog. Marty just put Ernie on the table, his dog. I will tweet a picture because Ernie is unbelievably do cute. He have if you want him to look at the camera when you just cough. Cough? Yeah. <coughs> Do do he have spatial awareness so he know not to fall off the edge of the we table? We will find out in. <laughs> in Did a you see bit. those llamas at the pool? Llama, oh. Llamas, llamas. What's another word for a llama? Alpaca. Alpaca. Well, they're they're different. Oh, okay. They're, they are different. So I think it was alpacas was standing nearby to a swimming pool, uh, and they <laughs> just would walk right off the edge and collapse into the pool. Oh. It was funny and sad at the same time. Oh, that's Just sad. Just like life. Um, Before, is you doing male, male sex? Yeah, because yeah. Because I have to say, Steve Owen mailed us. Okay, one. well, speaking of Steve Owens, he writes in, and we'll get to his, okay. his, his uh, live, or, or his physical one. Um, he says, hey, Marty, how much would a commercial on the Tuesday show cost? Oh, well, we'd have to pay you double what we charge normally because you're just a listener, just... So, no, just send it over, and we'll play it. I don't know. I don't care. Um, what be awesome. is it for? Uh, yeah, what is it for? If it's for, it's f if it's for Donald Trump or some racist act, uh, That's novel, a good one. That's then a we're good not one. interested. But, yeah, sure. Uh, I send was talking, uh, talking about the photo. Um, good one. Cassandra, take a good one photo of Ernie. Really cute. You're sending it out. Oh, Chris says that it was his birthday. So that means it was... Chris's birthday yesterday. Chris Happy Millar? Yeah. Happy birthday, Chris Millar. Millar. Yeah. Feliz cumpleaños, Chris Millar. Sí. ¿Cuántos años tiene? Um, I think he... 22, 25? Some, something like that. No sé. I think so. I think that, that sounds no about right. No um, sé. Es, es un joven. What's it? Jovencito, yeah. Jovencito. Es un jovencito. He's a young one. Oh. oh. Wow, you're trilingual. <laughs> You'll try anything. I'll try anything. <laughs> Any language. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson says, Asshole of the Veggie Panda, by the way, is his favorite Flaming Lips song. Um, awesome. Nice. And so Steve, who also sent us those, uh, those Scott Sigler novels, yes. sent us something new. He sent us something new. A wonderful gift. I, I did not have tell anybody what it was, but I know because I opened it. And here is what it is. I think you're going to be really excited. Shut up. I know. Somebody say Shut out loud. Shut the fuck up. 
Somebody say out loud what it is so that everybody will He hear. made fucking Nooner shirts out of an Instagram post I made. Yeah. That is of all of us. The hook. Okay, I'm a oh my fucking god. Dick. He made Nooner t-shirts that have a photo montage on the front of them of all of the Nooners. If you want to see the photo, you can go to uh, Cassandra's Instagram. No. Ta- take, I'll a take a picture. We have to put right. this on and take a picture. All right, that that is amazing. That's okay, S- clearly somebody so has some cool. t-shirt gumption. There's a picture, there's Bill and Marty, there's me and Cassandra, and there's John Piruccello, everybody. I wish John was here to see this. He would I know. love he, it. He gave one for ev- all five of oh, those that is who amazing. are pictured different sizes. So what size do you want? Because I'll take this one. You, the, okay. The and what size? You got the medium? Is good uh, for I you? don't. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out I'll afterwards. I'll take the small because I'm skinny. Um, <laughs> Jane has not yet been to Japan. Um, I was adopted, so I didn't grow up with the Japanese side of my family. I know my grandmother is a Hiroshima survivor. Wow. Um, wow. That's uh, interesting. Have she talked to her grandma about it? I don't think so, because she was adopted. Oh. 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 Her biological grandma was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, That's cool. You well, you should definitely go. Lights are cheap, and it's an interesting place. Um, what's the what's the Twitter handle? Thank you, for Steve. Uh, uh, that that for, s- for Steve. Uh, that's oh um, oh no, I don't have my phone. I'll f- I'll find it. Oh my God. It's r- these are okay. really great. Oh, I'll talk now. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to. Steve Dave forty seven. Steve Dave. What Here he is, Steve Owens. Thank you so much. This is amazing. amazing. Yeah. You are uh you are a mensch. As my people say. And so creative. So uh, it's been almost... Did he lay it out? Sorry. It's been like a month since we've seen you. I know. So aside from uh, the, all the, the house stuff, uh, what else have you been well, doing? Well, I, w- I was wrecking my brain to think, and not much. I did some <laughs> storytelling uh, and also uh, saw some movie. Uh, but really, it's been very uh, quiet. I've been aging. Really? Yeah. I should try that sometime. Uh, we shot a little video. Oh, I have a video. What is the what is the URL? It's on YouTube. I should tweet it out. I will tweet it out. Because I'm going to be doing some storytelling in New York next week. What? Yeah, Wednesday, November wow. 16. At the storytelling show in New York City. Wow, what is it, what is it called? Word. It's called Word. Word storytelling show. And um wow, and do you know the story you're going to tell? Yeah, because it was by special request. It is uh, the story of my double mastectomy and then I go to this art and the body class. And I know when you say uh, it's hard to say double mastectomy and have it sound light and fun. <laughs> Because that seemed like a serious topic. But it's really a fun monologue. Funny and, and light and I prance around. And, and it's, uh, it's at the Sidewalk Bar and Restaurant in, uh, the in Alphabet City. Yeah. And uh, that's 8 o'clock, Wednesday, November 16th. $5 donation, two drink minimum. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, I think all the information is on the website, thegiselleshow.com. Is that where you went? No, I went to wordthestorytellingshow.com. Oh, yeah, it's there too. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be incontinent. Hilarious. <laughs> Wait, 
Is that what she wrote? Th that's what she wrote. Oh. That's what she wrote. <laughs> that's what she wrote. <laughs> that's what she wrote. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm going to uh, ask Helmut for uh, for uh, the URL for the promo. And Steve Massing writes in. Tweet it out. Good morning, Marty, and whichever collection of MERPs happen to be there today. So it's Election Day 2016. Feels like this election cycle has been going on since 2014, if not before. That's true. It actually has. And I have to admit that this is the least interested that I've ever been in an election. I say this as someone who has voted in every election since 2000, primary and general, uh, presidential uh, year and off year. There's just something about this year that has really turned me into an undecided voter. Don't, be, don't get me wrong. I will never vote for Trump. But it w when it comes to Hillary, I have no clue what she's running on other than, one, uh, being not Trump, and two, wanting to be the first female president. But I don't know what she stands for because she's never seemed to talk about it. It's all about Trump. So while I will go voting today, I uh, will go vote today, and by this, the, the time you read this, I will probably have voted, I have no clue about the top of the ticket and probably won't know until I get into the booth. I spent a few hours the past few days going over all the props and everything here in California, 17 statewide measures, six local measures, and that's before even getting to the elected office. Yeah, it's a huge, huge ballot in California. Uh, anyhow, uh, turning this from a mail statement to an actual question, do you remember your first times voting? Mine was back in 2000 in the November General um, Bush-Gore. I had just moved to California from Illinois and was voting by mail. And they used a butterfly ballot, which meant uh, poking out the chad after having looked up to make sure I was poking out the right holes. Yes, uh, <laughs> these words were intentional. I voted for Gore that year. At least I think I did. I remember having a lot of chads and I needed to clean up afterwards. <laughs> and it wasn't fun to vote on that ballot without uh, an actual voting machine to line up everything. Hope everything, uh, the Americans in the listening audience at least, had a good, peaceful election day. Hope there aren't any issues voting and that everyone gets to cast their ballot, ballot for the candidate of their choice. Steve in Northern California. Before we get to that answer, I, uh, I just want to, or that question, I want to say that Hillary Clinton who's, is somebody who has dedicated herself to public service for 30 years, or 30, 40 years, um, decades of public service, and she has made herself pretty clear about where she stands on issues. Um, and, you know, when she was, she's, she's a progressive, you know, she wants universal health care. She wants to, um, a fair tax policy. She wants to, to, um, make colleges affordable, make state, uh, schools free for people. And so I think that, you know, she, I, part of it is that she's had to be a very, um, fight a very ugly fight so what gets in the press is you know people only ask her about the emails in Benghazi that, that's all they ask her about and so she hasn't really had the right opportunities to say talk about the things that she wants to talk about um, and I think we'll get we'll find out as the um, the when she's in office but I think that we know less about the, the alternatives like Jill Stein is not of really, sh she's not a great candidate. Um, Green Party is not a great candidate, and Gary Johnson is just a goofball nutball who doesn't really know much <laughs> about foreign <laughs> policy. But more importantly, by voting for one of them, two people who like who have no chance of winning, you're essentially 
giving a vote to Donald Trump, and that is really, really dangerous. So you Some people who support Trump see that the other way around. Right, exactly. Okay, well, then you so can see it that way, perhaps too. perhaps you're giving a vote to Hillary Clinton. Oh, right. Well, right. Okay. Trump, Trump supporters say the vote for a third party is a vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, I guess so. Yeah, a vote for a third party is wasted, is the, is the point. <laughs> That's the point. And, like, you're not... Could have been a vote for someone who could actually win. Right, and you're not really taking an ideological stance by voting for a, a third-party candidate. So you really have to think of, like, is, is my so-called principles, are they so important that I want, I will risk putting a, a nut-job, narcissist, asshole, like, sociopath into the White House? If you feel like that's important, then go ahead, vote, vote, vote what he you want. He said he's not voting for Trump. I know, but he could Woo, throw away. This is going to be over tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so, so sorry. I keep talking about this, but it's like, and I, I get angry, you know, because I'm, I'm sitting there in front of my computer and I'm just like looking at YouTube, watching these stupid pundits. And I never want to see like all those Trump surrogates ever again, or, or I don't want to see any surrogates any, ever again. I just want to see the president do good things. That said... Uh, Giselle, are you a, uh, are you naturalized? No. Do you mean can I vote? Sure, same thing. Oh, uh, no and no. Okay. Do you um, remember voting at all ever? Well, just in uh, at the company they had uh, do do we want to move the microwave to the other side of the employee break break room? Is that I because it was it was the popcorn smell or yeah, yeah. that's exactly right yeah. you know mm -hmm. uh, so you know everybody uh, do speeches uh, I, I like it to be closer to the door i like it to be farther away to the window it was a big deal the managers was involved and this, this was when i work at the, the button factory and um how did you take a stand where did you stand on it well i i wanted to move it I came mm -hmm. down on the side of moving it, and ultimately we were not victorious. We we lose, and the microwave stay where it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did on the day of the voting. I, I was one of the monitors to make sure everything there was no bullying within 20 feet of the suggestion box, mm -hmm. and <laughs> everything was no electioneering. No electioneering. <laughs> Right, right. And, you know, make But it was sure ugly for a while, though, right? You, it was, it got, it got very, uh, what you say, content, 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 um, content, incontinent. acrimonious. In, in, incontinent. <laughs> That's not, I know what that one is. Um. Because your mama told me. Whoa! <laughs> I can't believe you, you threatened to drop that mic just now. Um, um It's expensive. This cause this is Cassandra's first election. She just turned eighteen oh. yesterday. <laughs> um, who are you talking to? Uh, Cassandra, what was your first election? Barack Obama in two thousand eight. You <laughs> fucking lucky, lucky jerk! I That's know every election I've had has been a very big monumental one. I've been able to vote on the right side of history every time. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Where Cassandra votes, the country follows. Exactly. That's as far as I know so far. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I only vote for that's, winners. That's amazing. And I vote for progressive candidates. Yeah, I voted my first one was for Michael Dukakis. <laughs> oh. That was, um, that, that was a, a really was useful that vote. Was the first Bush? Uh, that was against, yeah, Herbert Walker. And that was an ugly night. He did not win. <laughs> he did not come close to winning. Yeah. Well, no. My first vote, I got to vote the first African-American president of the United States. Today I got to vote, hopefully, 
the first female president of the United States. Wow. Um, I'm excited for tonight to uh, start finding out, you know. Uh, so far, I've been lots and lots of hot air, but now, tonight, I can't believe tonight we finally get to hear some actual numbers. Yeah, yeah. and then tomorrow we get to start Picking rebuilding. Up the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rebuilding, and next week we can talk about something else. Our fractured society. Except we probably are you, won't are you, be. I, see you, I, I got invited to an election viewing party tonight. You're going to one as well? Uh, yeah, Marty's going to give me a bottle of champagne that he's got left over. <laughs> and I'm, uh, the Midge and I are going to watch with one of our couple friends. Oh, you're doing a couple thing. Aww. It's important to stay you know, close to the ones you love tonight. I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. I'm boarding up my house. I'm, I, you, you saw that lumber that <laughs> like was piled the purge? out the front? Yeah, I'm totally like purge-proofing my house. <laughs> and Are I, you going to sit on the front porch with a shotgun? Yeah. I'm going to Walmart later to go buy my shotgun. And uh, yeah. There's I'm just one gonna in Burbank be, now. Oh, thank God. And uh, I'm just so going to be staring at the front door, just like... Like just like just <laughs> both barrels cocked. Like just the, like the uh, TV lightly on in the background, like yeah. taxes. <laughs> to Trump. Do you get a feel, Marty? Is this neighborhood uh, mostly in line with your views or against? Are you a loner I in your neighborhood? I've not seen a Trump sign anywhere in the neighborhood. So I you feel saw kind my of first alone. One in Pasadena, like two days well, ago. Pasadena oh. is a. There's a lot of uh, old money there. How could I have known? And it's a super white place. There's a lot of Asians there. Oh, yeah. Super Asians. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Jane first voted in 2004 for John Kerry. That must have been sad. Um, <laughs> and she did get a chance to meet her parents. Yeah. Um, her birth parents. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I thought Congrats. it was interesting. She said that she don't see them too often because that side of the family don't like her. And I think to myself, that's crazy. What's not to like? Well... If it maybe it's, um, I don't know. Maybe they just don't like what she represents in the family. Right. You know, not her. Right, right. She's innocent. She's just a nice person. I don't know. You haven't met Jane. She has a really, like, contentious, oh, contentious, oh, contentious. Attitude, attitude in person. She might be really sweet on Twitter and really smart and interesting. But when you meet her face to face, she's just... She's a big meanie? Big meanie. Jane, are you a big meanie? I won't believe it. I won't. I can't. I won't. Um, so I, yeah, that's what I'm planning to do. I've got enough champagne to spare. Yeah. I'm going to have a shotgun in one hand and I'll be shotgunning champagne in the other. <laughs> You'll hear the pop and you won't know if you fire the gun or <laughs> Boom. open a new bottle. Welcome to Michael Binhack. He, he, he retweeted the t-shirts. Mm. Oh, thank so you. So hello, Michael. And nice the bearded baka, that's got to be your first tweet into the show. Who? The bearded baka. At the bearded Baca or Baca. I'm going to say Baca. I bet it's Baca. He's a musician, metal enthusiast, photo hobbyist, anime fan, and a bunch of other stuff. Mm. And he, uh, in his, his first, first vo vote. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just, I just got on board. Now I know what we're talking about. What was his it? first vote was op for Obama's second term. Well, welcome to the wall of Nooner. Um, and uh, yeah. Wow. Metal. Hmm. Do you, do you listen to any heavy metal? Uh, not so much. Uh, Helmut like to put on uh, Radiohead, but I guess that no, don't count. That's not, no, that's neither heavy nor metal. Yeah. Uh, I I will um, 
<laughs> the heavy nor metal, huh? No. I will listen to a band called A Day to Remember sometimes, but I don't think that they're heavy metal either, but there is screaming. Oh, yeah. I like to listen to Paul Anka sometimes. Is that, you. Is that are we? No. The only metal he have is maybe a nice gold chain around his neck, mm-hmm. but it's a you nice lightweight one. Tasteful, Cla- classy. classy. He wear it outside his turtleneck. Hey, have you guys been watching the TV show Atlanta? No, I've heard it's fantastic. It's so great. I uh, love it. Uh, that is good. I love that Donald Glover. Danny. Danny. Donald. Donald? Danny Glover was in... Childish Gambino? Yeah. Which one? Danny Glover was in Lethal Weapon. You racist. You uh, said Danny. I said Donald. Did you say Danny? Uh, wait. You said wait. Donald. Donald Glover... Oh, is Childish Gambino. Uh-huh. Yeah. Donald. And he's the one who's in I get Atlanta. the names mixed up. Donald, Danny, Danny, Donald. Anyway, the point is, Childish Gambino, he's great. The whole cast, so great. The writing, the writing. Oh, my goodness. This show is so funny and so grounded and so um, believable. And, boy, it suck you, right? I love it. I cannot say enough. Go watch Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. So great. But where are the white people at? They pop up every now and again. Oh, okay. This is, you know, something I don't, I'm going to tell you something true. I don't have a lot of black friends. I don't know very many black people, uh, maybe one or two, but not very many. I'm not immersed in black culture. So I was thinking when I put the show on, you know, this is going to be maybe a little alien to me as I watch. Uh, or it's I going love to that you were game. Or maybe it's going to be something different or maybe I won't be able to relate. Who knows? The writing is so good. The characters are so beautifully and realistically drawn that I don't feel like a stranger to that world, even though it's different from my world. Wait, so you're saying human beings are just human exactly, beings? Exactly, yes. That's and that crazy. And yet it preserves the uniqueness of that world. That it's like baked hot Atlanta? Hot Atlanta and uh, Hot Atlanta. that Hot family Atlanta. and those friends and the way they talk to each other and the activities that they do and the places that they go to, all very uncommon to me. And yet I could totally, I felt like I could totally relate. It is such a great show. I love it. Oh and man. I'm just so thrilled about its existence. It is starting to normalize differences so that we not only can tolerate each other's differences but celebrate the differences even as we celebrate our sameness same differences how exciting you do something this way i do it this way you talk that way i talk this way but also underneath we're totally the same i love both of that anyway this show the alpacas just fall in the pool they're idiots they're dumb so cute the fuck you had to find the app. Yeah. That fall in <laughs> like, I was following everything Giselle just said, and I do not know where that came from. He watched a video while I was the talking. Alpacas, I yeah. don't mind. Uh, anyway, Atlanta is an FX show. Okay. Catch how do we? Uh, so, because uh, I I don't have cable. Mm. Oh. How do I, well, how do you, I watch you, you can talk to Giselle mm. offline. I, I know nothing. I see nothing. Okay. I, <laughs> I was just following orders. <laughs> have you watched the the Black Mirrors? The new season? Yes. Oh, I haven't had 
a chance to watch anything for a while. Oh, so. you've been busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you will enjoy them. Some are really neat. Yeah. Um, That's a dark show. Yeah, it is. I put that on the other day when I was feeling sick, and I was, I was like 20 minutes into it, and I was like, why the fuck am I watching this? <laughs> this is going to make me feel worse. Yeah. Can, can I tell you guys an experience that I had? Mm -hmm. Please. It's, it's a little... Uh, By the way, Carrie missed her email, so she'll have to listen to the pod. Um, oh. Go mm. on. Um, so I had some food poisoning. That's the worst. Where'd you get it from? I don't want to go there. Uh, well, I don't want to say out loud, but it has happened both times I've eaten there. So Where did you go? I can't say. I think you can. I think it's a it's a public health thing that we're talking about here. You owe it to the listeners to call out the what's McDonald's this the Sizzler. No, you it you was to call not. out Sizzler. I don't need them. Huh, I know that's why my face was like <laughs> right. Giselle. Hey, that McDonald's. Of course you got sick. Yeah. That's but not food poisoning. That's a body's normal reaction to McDonald's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, by the way, Ray said that he will be your black friend. Ray, thank you. Ray, you are our black friend. No, no, you are just our friend. Yeah, Ray. You, uh, see, that's the thing. I don't know. Do, do I say you're my friend or do I say you're my black friend? <laughs> no, I think you have to say he's your black you friend. I think you say he's your friend. <laughs> well, obviously, he's just my friend. But if we're talking about my uh, un unfamiliarity with black culture yeah. and he's specifically helping me get get uh, welcoming me into it then in that context he is my black friend some of my best friends have best friends who are black <laughs> i think oh, if i was going does to that mean you're germany <laughs> if i was going to germany i'd be your german friend i would be like you'd never believe this but i have a german friend <laughs> so when you go to atlanta you'd be like i have a black friend have his name's ray <laughs> I guess it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask Ray if he has been watching Atlanta and what do he think? Uh, you just did. Oh, what do he think? <laughs> well, tell me if he's saying. Okay, I will. <laughs> so meanwhile, I have food poisoning, right? Okay, from? from uh, some salad maybe. Or oh. maybe it was pizza because I, I, I couldn't pin it down. Oh, but the point is... But you know that you got it from the same place yeah, twice. <laughs> Charlie's Pizza and Salad. Sounds like you could pin it down. <laughs> But I ate other things both times. Okay. So it's, it's, their, ki it's their dirty also fucking kitchen. The, it's not the, the yeah. food poisoning did not happen until like seven hours after. That, that's, that's, how that's, food poisoning that's how food poisoning works. Oh, yeah. it is? Yeah. yeah, it can happen up to oh. like a, a day if you get yeah, yeah, if you have food, if you wake up with food poisoning, it's something that you ate the day before and it's probably, it might be your dinner, it might be your lunch, breakfast. Yeah, because all that Because Helmut got it once and it was instantaneous. Bite of pizza, immediate sweating, it, it depends. That's how an al it sounds like an allergy. Well, it depends also oh. how fast the bacteria in his gut, you know, I multiplies. See. So maybe it was. Yeah. So anyway, this is this is the part that's interesting. So I'm up in the middle of the night experiencing emesis, right? Sure. Vom vomiting. Is mm -hmm. that what it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did you call it? Emesis. Em emesis. emesis? Mm -hmm. With an I, right? Emesis. It starts with an E. Oh, oh, yes. I think. A emesis, yeah. Emesis. Wow. Emesis. I don't yeah. know which accent. Like the, if they have those emetics, Sil you know, if emetics, you want to yeah. okay. throw up, you take an emetic. Emesis is throwing okay. up. Anyway, so I'm throwing up and it turned out that, and I've known about this, uh, I happen to have a neurological or something, vascular uh, syndrome called the vasovagal response or vasovagal vagal vasovagal vasovagal response uh -huh. which mean 
something in when I'm vomiting constrict an artery in my neck, I guess. Holy shit. Cut off, <coughs> excuse me, cut off blood flow to my brain and I faint. I sometimes faint when I'm vomiting. Oh my God. It's a strange thing. Yeah, that's that happens to me after like, you know, a 12 pack. Marty, <laughs> I think what's happening to you is different. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'm sorry, go on, go on, go on. So I'm I'm aware of this. <laughs> Tell me what that is called, though, so that next time I hung over, Vaso, I can. Vaso vagal response. Oh, I have vasovagal response. response. I didn't pass out. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a blackout. Or this is also, it's known as vasovagal syncope, which mm-hmm. syncope. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have to cope with it. So mm-hmm. it happened uh, this time when I had um, uh, the food poisoning, and I I come to. Lying on my back on the bathroom floor, staring up at the ceiling. I'm familiar. But this, <laughs> this is the interesting I thing. The feeling, the, the physical feeling when I come to, I guess the blood was returning to my brain. It was the most blissful feeling I have ever felt. A head rush? Like Different than a head rush. Oh. It was like a head rush. Like a spiritual thing. It felt spiritual and physical, and it took my breath away. I was lying on the floor going, (gasps) 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 because it was just like these two waves in my brain, like gush, gush, and it just felt so peaceful. I had no thoughts. I had no fretting. And then the diarrhea came. (laughs) <laughs> no, you don't you don't ruin it. It was really beautiful. It was just so strange, just feeling this amazing, deep, physical, mental peace. I loved it. Uh, well, Ray I has not seen Atlanta. Something similar to that happens when you freeze to death. Oh, oh, it's peaceful. It's like it's yeah, that you have a, 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 a you go out with a peace. Yeah, because you're losing oxygen and stuff like that or drowning is similar i've heard very peaceful i I would think that uh, seems insane i would think that drowning maybe start with panicking because yeah and also i think it hurt in your lungs Mm -hmm. not getting oxygen but maybe after that right before actual death is this wave of peace that's nice it well if if it's anything like what i experienced in the bathroom I recommend it. It was recommend death. <laughs> I recommend yeah. So you know, it's like a, a new wave of people playing the fainting game in order to get there. Somebody no. said there's something called, um, well, some people choke themselves. It's, on it's a fainting game. It, you, yeah. you like get up against a wall and you choke yourself and you breathe really hard and then you make yourself pass out. No, this is where wow. th- this is it's when like teenagers. Do. But it's dangerous. But can you die from dangerous. it? But this oh. is why Giselle became a bulimic instead. No. So, so then she can pass, throw up, then pass out, then wake up. No, no. Uh, it's not yeah. true. Um, well, I hope you're better. Yes, yes. This was like two weeks ago. I hope you never go to Charlie's Pizza and Salad ever again. <laughs> Is that what it was? Charlie's Pizza and Salad. It was Sponsor of the show. You know what it was? Yeah. The Trump Golf Course. Oh, Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, it was okay. Mar-a-Lago. Don't eat at Mar-a-Lago, Don't people. Don't eat anything Trump's. Oh. You had a Trump steak from Brookstone? <laughs> Both times. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> because it, it, it's like from 1994, you know. And you're buying it in an electronics store. <laughs> what? Yeah, sharper image, right? Isn't that Something like that. Yeah. This is your Trump-engineered steak. It's uh, a great steak. So, 
Giselle, I'm supposed to be trying doing meditation for 28 days straight. Oh. So that that's my sort How of thing. Oh, uh, oh, oh, sorry. How long for each day do you do? Uh, it varies, but like 20 minutes or so. Not very wow. long. But no, that's long time. But, uh, but today we'll, we'll be, uh, it's been up and down. It's been hard. It, adherence has been an issue just because it feels like... I, well, I've talked about it already, but <gasps> I just wanted to suggest... Go on. Well, I was going to say, um, uh, you know, this is a lot like we talked about the X effect. Right, right. That's kind kind yeah. of what the whole point is. So, and one something that the people recommend there, especially with meditation, is start with just five minutes, mm. because yeah, then it's easier to build up the habit of doing. That's every how day. I started. Yeah, with just five, five minutes. But, um, so I wanted to see if you wanted to participate in uh, a twenty-eight day thing. So I'll do it. Do I do meditation? You can do whatever you want. I like meditation too. Okay, but y but if you're already doing it already, no, it doesn't count. All right. But people's been recommending to okay. me to practice mindfulness. Okay, then we'll do that. Uh, so do do every day, and then we'll report back next week. Because my mind is already very full, but I guess that's the point: is to relax it, let mm. the thoughts flow through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mindlessness. Um. Mindful mindlessness. Oh yeah, that is kind of weird. They call it mindfulness, but you're emptying your mind. Or just letting it empty itself, come and go. Flush. Flush. Okay, so yes. when can we all come see the work that's being done at your house? Oh, yeah, December. Okay, so okay. We're everyone, we're going to The Giselle Show podcast? Giselle Show podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In December. Maybe we do that. That's a good idea. Uh, and, and then I'm going to, like I said, oh be in New, New York, York okay. November 16. At and the that's a word. Uh, that's a word. And you want to know something? It's a great lineup of storytellers. Also, it's James Judd. Nuh-uh. Yeah, you know James Judd? Totes not. He's so great and funny. He's a really great storyteller. Uh, he, uh, they send out the flyer, and I see his name on there. And I say, oh, my goodness, James Judd. That's what you have to say. OMG, oh, James Judd. Him. Yeah. He's great. He's so funny. I can't believe I get to meet him. I'm like a fanboy. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm no, going to he gets come to watch to you. I'm going to say, hi, James Judd. My name is Giselle. I've been a fan of yours. I listen to you on Snap Judgment. Yeah. Podcast. He's, he's really, he's a big star in the storytelling circuit. Hmm. Yeah. And do you know any of the others? Like, I've uh, not met them Lisa yet. Lisa Kirchner. No, but I like the name. Yeah. And do you know Terry Mintz then? Yeah, uh, Terry, uh, so Terry saw me perform uh, about a month or so ago here in Los Angeles, Santa Monica. And then she liked it. So she said, listen, you come, come to New York and do my show. Please, please. So, so that's why I'm going. Really? And is she, f is she paying for the plane ticket? Well, no. Uh, technically, I'm also seeing some family. So oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> but I was able to use... Uh, Quick handshake and then like... Gotta go tell some stories. Yeah. And I was able to use frequently flying miles. Mm. Those miles. They yeah, fly levels. frequently. So that's levels. helpful. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Cassandra, what do you have to plug? Oh Nothing. No. Nothing? All right. Oh, no. I'm performing at... Uh, Jesus at, at Christ. <laughs> what is your problem? I'm performing at Nerdist uh, at 9 p.m. on November the 11th. Um, eleventh at uh, it's Friday at right? uh, cousins the extended family show. Oh, um, I will be there. 
Okay. What day of the week is November 11? Friday. Oh, yeah, you said that. I just said, said that. that. Yeah. Oh, you said that. <laughs> Ernie's so fucking cute. Yeah, Ernie is, is cute. so sweet. And I will, uh, Ernie and I will be um, performing outside <laughs> the uh, the voting booth, uh, the voting place in my neighborhood. So just come He'll on by. He'll make people vote. He'll make people vote. That's you should that's let him walk him through the well line and then people can pet him while they wait in line. I will threaten Trump voters with his presence, his canine presence. Oh, no, actually, so I, I don't care. I want, I think this is, it is so important that people vote. And like Barack Obama says, you know, if you, if you don't have a, if you have a problem with anything, you know, vote, 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 vote. Yeah, if so. you didn't vote and you're pissed off on how this ends. Fuck you. Tough noogies. Yeah. Farging. Yeah. So I'm, I want everyone to vote Trump supporters as well. And then we'll, then it gets, we and see what America we says. Start to see. Yep. So Gonna get pretty exciting stuff. Get your champagne and shotguns ready. Oh and, boy! Um, <laughs> champagne and shotguns. That should be our comedy comedy duo. Okay. You want to be shotgun or champagne? What do you think? You choose. I don't mind. I have a hard time figuring out which one of us will be which. We can both be both. Well, we'll find out next week. So we will see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.